Chapter One of Book Thirteen of Metaphysics by Aristotle, translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Chapter One. Respecting indeed then this substance, let thus much suffice to have been spoken but that all constitute first principles as contraries as we have observed in our physics this is also the case in like manner respecting immovable substances if it is not admissible however that there should be anything prior to the first principle of all things it would be impossible that the principle being anything else should be the first principle of all things as if one should say that a thing that is white was a first principle not so far forth as it is something else but so far forth as it is white and that this notwithstanding belonging to its subject is white and is something different at the same time for that will be antecedent but certainly all things are generated from contraries as from a certain subject it is requisite then that especially this should take place in contraries always therefore will all contraries belong to a subject and none of them will be separable but as also it appears nothing is contrary to substance and reason certifies to the truth of this statement not one therefore of contraries is strictly a first principle of all things but a principle that is different from these some however make one of the contraries as matter certain of them on the one hand constituting the unequal as contrary to unity that is to equality as if this were the nature of multitude but some on the other hand making multitude or plurality contrary to unity for numbers are generated by some no doubt from the unequal duad i mean the great and small yet a certain philosopher generates them from plurality by both however this is done from the substance of unity for the person who says that the unequal and the one constitute elements but that the unequal as a compound from great and small constitutes the duad speaks of inequality and greatness and smallness as if they were one and he does not clearly determine that they are so in definition but not in number yet certainly even the first principles which they call elements they have not correctly furnished an explanation of some speculators amongst them introducing along with unity the great and the small affirm that these three are elements of numbers the two first as matter but unity as form yet according to others the much and the few are elements because the great and the small are naturally more peculiar properties of magnitude but according to the systems of others elements are things that are more universal in the case of these i mean the exceeding and the exceeded there is not after all any difference however between them so to say in regard of certain consequences that ensue unless in respect of logical difficulties merely which they try to guard against by themselves introducing logical demonstrations nevertheless it rests on the same mode of reasoning at any rate namely the assertion of the exceeding and the exceeded being first principles but not the great and the small and that from the elements number is prior to the duad for both are more universal 
but now do they make an assertion of the one but do not make an assertion of the other others however have opposed diversity and difference to unity but some introduce as principles plurality and unity but if entities as they are disposed that they should be are generated from contraries but to unity either nothing is contrary or if then there is likely to be anything it is plurality and if the unequal is contrary to the equal and the diverse to the same and the different to the same if all this be the case most especially are those persons who oppose unity to plurality in possession of a certain opinion that may be urged in their defence nor however have even these speculators adequately proved their hypothesis for unity will constitute what is fewness for plurality is opposed to paucity but the much to the few now as regards unity that it signifies a measure is evident and in everything is there something different that may be classed as a subject as in harmony the diocese and in magnitude a finger or foot or something else of this description but in rhythm the basis or syllable and in like manner also in weight there is a certain definite standard of measure and according to the same manner also it is with all things in qualities there is found a certain definite quality but in quantities a certain definite quantity and that which is indivisible constitutes the measure for one sort of measure subsists according to the form and another according to sense so that there does not exist any substance that is essentially one and this assumption rests on what is in accordance with reason for unity signifies that it constitutes a measure of a certain plurality or multitude and number that it is plurality measured and a multitude of measures wherefore also it may be concluded reasonably enough that unity is not number for neither is the measure a standard of measure but a first principle and the measure and unity it is necessary however always that measure should subsist as something that is the same in all things as for instance if a horse is the measure that such should be horses and if a man men but if man and horse and a god are measures they will perhaps be animal and the number of them will be animals but if man and white and walking be such by no means of these will there be number from the fact of all subsisting in one and the same subject according to number yet nevertheless there will exist a number of the genera of these or of some other such category but those who make the unequal as a certain unity but the indefinite duad from great and small put forward an assertion very far from the truth of things that are apparent and possible for these are both passions and accidents rather than subjects of numbers and magnitudes for the much and few constitute passive states of number and great and small of magnitude just as even and odd and smooth and rough and straight and curved moreover also in addition to this error it is necessary likewise that the great and the small and all things of this kind should be relatives but relation least of all the categories constitutes a certain nature or substance and is subsequent 
both to quality and quantity and is a certain passive condition of quantity which subsists in relation to something as has been declared but does not constitute matter or anything else and in general subsists in regard of what is common in relation to something and in the parts and species of this for there is nothing that is either great or small or much or few and in short which subsists as a relative which is not much or few or great or small or a relative at the same time that it is something else that relation however in the smallest degree constitutes a certain substance and a certain entity is indicated by the fact of their belonging to it alone neither generation nor corruption nor motion just as with respect to quantity there is increase and diminution with respect to quality alteration with respect to place motion with respect to substance generation simply and corruption but this is not the case with respect to relation for without being put in motion at one time it will be greater and at another time less or equal so far forth as the other is put in motion according to quantity and it is necessary that the matter of everything should be such as the thing itself in capacity wherefore also will this be the case with the matter of substance but relation constitutes substance neither in capacity nor in energy therefore it would be absurd nay rather impossible the constituting non-substance an element of substance and a thing that is antecedent to it for all the categories are what is subsequent but further elements are not predicated as elements of each of the things of which they are elements but the much and few both separately and simultaneously are predicated of number and the long and the short of a line and a surface is both broad and narrow but if doubtless also there exists a certain multitude of things to which always there belongs something indeed that is few as for example the duad for if this were much unity would constitute fewness and if it were much absolutely it would be much after the same manner as the decade and if this be not the case it will be more than this nay even than ten thousand how then will number on supposition of the foregoing in this way consist of few and much for either both ought to be predicated or neither but in the present instance only one of these is predicated chapter two but it is necessary absolutely to examine as to whether then it is admissible that things which are eternal should be composed from elements for they will in such a case involve matter for everything that is compounded of elements constitutes a composite nature if therefore it is necessary that a thing be generated from that of which it consists both if it exists invariably and if it were invariably generated but everything is generated from that which subsists in capacity i mean the thing which is being generated for it could not have been produced from that which is impossible nor had it any existence before it was generated but that which is possible admits of subsisting in energy and not of subsisting in this way now if this be the case that number also most eminently above all things always subsists or anything else that involves matter it would admit of non-existence just as that also which involves the space of one day 
and that which possesses any amount of years whatsoever now if this be so thus much will be true of time also when it is extended so as to be without limit there would not then exist things eternal since that is not a thing eternal which admits of non-existence as it has come in our way to treat of this subject in other portions of our philosophic discourses if that however which is now asserted be true universally that no one substance is eternal unless it subsist in energy and that the elements are the matter of substance there will not exist elements of any eternal substance from which as inherent this substance is composed but there are some persons who make an indefinite duad the element together with unity but as to the unequal they reasonably enough encounter difficulties on account of coincident impossibilities from whom so many merely of the difficulties are removed as necessarily arise on account of the making inequality and relation an element to those who make assertions in this way as many difficulties however as ensue independent of this opinion these it is necessary should exist for those also both whether they constitute out of them ideal number and whether they do so with mathematical number likewise many indeed therefore are the sources of the error with respect to these causes but particularly does this remark apply to the doubt prevalent downwards from antiquity for it appeared to the philosophers of ancient days that all entities will be one i mean entity itself unless one should adduce a solution of the doubt and at the same time would advance in the investigation in a line parallel with the theory of parmenides but there is a necessity for showing in regard of its existence that quote, non ends close quote, has an existence for in this way out of entity and something else will entities arise supposing they are many although in the first place indeed will this be true if entity is denominated multifariously for one entity signifies that a thing constitutes substance and another that it is quality and another that it is quantity and so of the rest of the categories therefore what sort of one will all the entities in such a case be if non-entity will not have an existence whether will they be substances or passive conditions and other things truly in like manner or will they constitute all things and the one will be this particular thing and such like and so much and such other particulars as signify one certain entity but absurd nay rather impossible would be the assertion that one certain nature produced should be a cause and that of this entity and of the same entity something should be this particular thing and something else should be endued with quality and that this should belong to quantity and that to the place where in such a case may i ask from what sort of non-entity and entity will entity subsist for also multifariously is denominated non-entity since likewise this is the case with entity and non-man signifies that which is not this and the non-straight the not being a thing of this description and the being not three cubits that which does not possess this particular quality of measure of what sort therefore of entity and non-entity are many classes of entities now an advocate of this opinion is desirous of asserting what is false 
and of calling this nature non-entity out of which and entity arise the many classes of entities that are generated wherefore also it was said that it is requisite that something that is false be supposed in the same manner as also geometricians allow hypothetically that a thing is pedal which is not pedal and it is impossible that these things be so for neither do geometricians suppose anything that is false for that is not what is the object of the proposition in the syllogism nor are things generated nor corrupted from that which constitutes non-entity after this mode since however non-entity according to its declensions is styled in an equal number of ways with the categories and besides this that is denominated non-entity which subsists as what is false and that which subsists according to potentiality from this generation takes place from that which is not man but man in capacity is generated a man and a thing that is white from that which is not white in energy but white in capacity and in like manner is it the case whether both one certain thing is generated and whether many are the inquiry however appears to be as to how quotes, ends which is predicated according to substances should constitute what is plural for numbers and lengths and bodies are things that are being produced now absurd is the inquiry as to how indeed entity which constitutes the nature of some particular thing is plural and not also to inquire how it possesses either qualities or quantities for beyond all doubt the indefinite duad is not a cause nor yet the great and the small that two things are white or that there are many colours or tastes or figures for these would be numbers and monads but really supposing that they attended to these inquiries at least they would have perceived also in them the cause for the same thing and that which is analogous or proportional would constitute a cause for the actual deviation is a cause also of the opposition that is under investigation by them as subsisting between entity and unity from which and from these such persons seek to generate entities and have adopted their hypothesis in regard of relation and inequality because there neither exists a contrary nor negation of these but one nature of entities as both this particular thing and that particular quality and one ought also to institute this inquiry namely as to how relatives are plural but not single in the present case however the inquiry is as to how there are numerous monads beside the first one but they do not also further inquire how there are many unequals beside the unequal although they employ and affirm the existence of the great the small the much the few of which numbers consist the long the short of which length consists the broad the narrow of which the surface is composed the deep the low of which the bulks consist and in this way further they without doubt affirm the existence of as many species of relatives as they may introduce what therefore let me ask is the cause with these of their being plural it is requisite therefore indeed as we have affirmed that entity in capacity should be supposed as subsisting in each of these but by one who makes these assertions is this also evinced namely that this particular thing constitutes an entity in capacity and a substance 
but non-entity in itself because it constitutes a relative just as if he should speak of something of such a quality which is neither unity nor entity in capacity nor a negation of unity nor of entity but one certain thing which is something belonging to entities and much more will this be the case as has been declared if he prosecuted the inquiry as to the manner how entities are plural not through the investigation as to the mode those things that belong to the same predicamental line constitute many substances or many things endued with qualities but how they are many entities for some things are substances but some passive states and some relations in the case therefore of the rest of the categories the subsistence of plurality involves the matter also of some other investigation for on account of their not being separable as the subject becomes and is plural and those things that are endued with qualities and quantities are plural likewise although at least it be necessary that there should subsist a certain matter for every genus save that it is impossible that it should involve an existence separable from substances in the case however of those things subsisting as a certain particular thing there is involved some reason in the inquiry how this particular thing is plural if it will not be something particular and this very particular thing and a certain nature of this description but rather does this doubt originate from hence how quantities are many substances in energy but not one however without doubt even though this particular thing is not the same with that which is a certain quantity it is not expressed how and why entities are plural but how and why quantities are plural for every number signifies a certain quantity and the monad constitutes nothing else than a measure because it is according to quantity what is indivisible if therefore a quantity be different from that which subsists as a definite particular from what it is that such definite particular results is not declared nor how plurality subsists but if it is the same the person who makes the assertion supports many contrarieties and one may also prosecute the inquiry as regards number whence are we to obtain our confidence as to their existence for in the doctrine of ideas the idealists furnish a certain cause for entities since each one of the numbers constitutes a certain idea but the idea is the cause of existence to other things in some way or other to be sure for let this be assumed as a supposition of theirs to one however who does not think in this way on account of discerning inherent difficulties independent of the doctrine of ideas the case is different so that on this account at least he does not constitute them as numbers but to one who introduces mathematical number whence may i ask is it necessary even to have confidence in the existence of number of such a description and in what respect will such be serviceable to other things for neither does such a one say that it is the cause of anything who affirms its existence but such a one asserts it as being a certain nature which involves an essential subsistence nor does it appear that it is a cause for all the speculations of arithmeticians as has been stated will likewise have an existence as conversant with objects cognizant to our senses chapter three 
those therefore that posit the existence of ideas and say that these are numbers should make an attempt to inform us how and why they subsist since according to the exposition of each every idea constitutes one certain thing that is different from what we regard the many as being doubtless however since these things are neither necessary nor possible neither is it to be affirmed that mathematical number exists separably on account of these at least but the pythagoreans on account of their perceiving many passive qualities of numbers as subsisting in bodies cognizant to the senses made entities to be numbers i admit not involving however a separable existence but they regarded entities as compounded from numbers and why so because the passive qualities of numbers subsist in harmony and in the heaven and in many other things to those however who maintain that mathematical number exists merely nothing of this kind is it admissible for them to affirm that is if they follow their own hypothesis but it was asserted by them because of these will there not exist systems of scientific knowledge we assert however that the case stands as we affirmed formerly and it is evident that mathematical numbers do not possess a separated subsistence for if they did the passive qualities of those that have actually been separated would not have been resident in bodies the pythagoreans indeed therefore as regards a point of this description are not deserving of reprehension in any way but so far however as they constitute physical or natural bodies out of numbers or in other words from things not possessing gravity nor having lightness things involving lightness and heaviness so far i say they seem to speak respecting another heaven and other bodies but not of those that fall under the notice of our senses those however who constitute number as involving a separable subsistence because axioms will not exist as inherent in objects cognizant to the senses the assertions likewise of the existence of the other that is of the mathematical entities will be true and these serve to cause a soothing sensation in the soul and they suppose that numbers exist and involve a separable subsistence and in like manner is it the case with the magnitudes of the mathematicians it is evident therefore that also the adverse argument will enunciate things that are contrary and the point which just now has been declared a matter of doubt must be decided by those who speak in this way namely as to why on the supposition of these things not by any means being inherent in objects cognizant to our senses the passive qualities of them should be insensibles but there are some who from the fact of the existence of boundaries and extremities viz from a point being the boundary of a line and again a line of a surface and a surface of a solid imagine that natures of this description exist necessarily therefore one ought also to discover as regards this reason whether it may not in reality be very weak for neither are extremities substances but rather do all these constitute limits or boundaries since both of walking and in general of motion there exists a certain limit is therefore this limit some particular thing and a certain substance but to indulge in such a supposition is absurd 
certainly however admitting that they have an existence all of them would be found amongst those objects that fall under the notice of our senses for the argument itself proclaims their existence in these why then will they involve a separable subsistence but further would one who was not very credulous investigate respecting therefore of course every number and mathematical natures as to why such as these as are prior contribute nothing to those that are subsequent for according to those who say that mathematical natures merely exist though number should not have any existence yet magnitudes will have a subsistence and though even these were not in existence yet still would the soul exist and such bodies as are cognizant to our senses it does not however appear from the phenomena that nature is devoid of a connection with herself just in the way that a vicious tragedy might be with those however who are for establishing the subsistence of ideas this no doubt escapes them for they constitute magnitudes out of matter and number from the duad indeed lengths and from the triad surfaces perhaps and from the tetrad solids or also from other numbers for there is no difference but whether one may ask will these exist at any rate as ideas or what pray will be the manner of their subsistence and in what way are they contributors to entities as to their being for as with mathematical entities so do these neither contribute anything in that way but assuredly neither of these doth there exist at least any theorem unless one should choose to put in motion mathematical entities and to create certain peculiar opinions of his own but it is not difficult for those who put forward any description of hypotheses whatsoever to be able to be prolix and to speak without ceasing those therefore who cement together mathematical entities with ideas are in this way guilty of error but the earliest amongst these speculators having constituted two numbers the one of form and the other of a mathematical nature by no means either have declared or would they be able to say the manner how this is effected and from what mathematical number will be compounded for they make it intermediate between formal and sensible number for if we suppose that it is composed of the great and small the same will it be with that which is belonging to the ideas but if from some other thing that is small and great this will not be the case for number produces magnitudes but if he will speak of anything different he will affirm the existence of many elements and if the first principle of each thing constitutes a certain original unity there will be in the case of these a something that is common namely unity we must likewise investigate how also these many are one and at the same time in regard of the fact that it is an impossibility that number should be produced otherwise than from either unity and an indefinite duad therefore are all these consequences irrational and they are at variance both themselves with one another and with those statements that are reasonable and there appears to be inherent in them the quote, long discourse close quote, of simonides for a long discourse is like that of the slaves when no wholesome assertion is made but also they appear with respect to those elements the great and the small to ball out as if they were being dragged away with violence 
for by no means are they able to generate number without doubling that which proceeds from unity but it is absurd nay rather a certain one of the impossibilities of this system to introduce generation in the case of entities that are eternal as to the pythagoreans indeed therefore they have no need to labour under doubt whether they do not introduce or do introduce generation for they manifestly affirm that unity has been established and that accordingly what is immediately nearest to the infinite whether from surfaces or from colour or from seed or from such things as they are at a loss to declare is so because it has been dragged forward and bounded by a limit or termination since however they frame cosmogonies and wish to express themselves physically it is just that they should institute some inquiry concerning nature but as a departure from the present method of investigation for we are engaged in the investigation of the first principles belonging to things that are immovable wherefore also we must examine into the generation of numbers of this kind End of chapter three of book thirteen recording in memory of mitchell edwards